morning, good morning. Hey, everybody, how you doing today? Hey, man, let's give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. He is worthy. You know, Jesus is, you know, Jesus is the reason, is he? He's the reason we're here. He's the reason of what he sacrificed for us. He made this sacrifice on the cross. I'm, I'm excited today. Oh, of course, you know, I'm excited most of the time. I'm, I'm pretty excited today, but I'm really, today is an, an amazing day. Today we are very blessed and very thankful. Um, let me just, let me just, let me just take a moment here. I think I want to do something different this morning. Um, you know, sometimes we have guest speakers in and then they have the opportunity to, to minister. And then, and this couple wants to be able to minister today. And sometimes when they begin the ministry time, sometimes you have pressures with the children and stuff like that, that are at the back. But I'm going to, I'm going to do this. You guys, 99% of you guys are part of Living Word Fellowship family, and you know that we give as the Lord leads us to give. So I'm going to have the ushers. I, what I want to do is I want to take up a love offering for this couple now instead of later. Is that okay? I want to I ask you to ask the Lord what it is that you would sow. Um, we, have the, we have our Côte d'Ivoire, our Ivory Coast flag up here. And I was talking to Mark, and he was like, you know, that's reversed. If we could turn that around, it would be an, an Ireland flag. Well, God's doing something with us in the UK because just recently we had two, we hosted two soccer coaches in our home for a week, and one was from Scotland and one was from from London, actually Liverpool, and and all of a sudden we're there's a connection going on here. So after today, when we sow, we can get another flag, we can put it up, amen, because we're going to help sow into them. They're from Ireland, and we're going to turn it over to them. But I'm going to ask the ushers just to come forward. In a moment, and let's just pray. Let me just take a moment and pray. Father, I thank you that you give seed to the sower. And God, we're just asking you to tell us what it is that you'd have us to sow. We're sowing by faith. We're not going to sow afterwards to see how good things went. We're going to just sow by faith to know that we want to make a difference in Ireland. We want to make a difference in this couple. And we just ask you to help us understand what it is. Give us that and let us be obedient. Let's receive that right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You can make a check to LWF. We'll give them one instead of 100 checks. How about that? That'll be good for them. And, and we'll, uh, we'll also increase that. Amen. God is a God of increase. Somebody say increase. You know, God has a way of connecting people and putting things together. And I'm excited to be able to spend a little time with Mark and Cynthia after today, um, after our, our message today and after some ministry time this afternoon. We're going to spend some time together. God did a supernatural connection with Pastor Shelley and I. Over 18 years ago, 19 years ago, he began to start moving chess pieces. <laughs> and he began to start positioning. And when we were talking to Mark and Cynthia earlier, we could see where God was positioning. Oh, come on, somebody. God was beginning to position so he could begin to bring some things forth that he wanted to bring forth. Can I get an amen? Am I in the right church today? Yes, amen. And I want you to know that God is positioning things in your life. He is setting you up for success. He is setting you up for victory. No matter what you're going through, the difficulty that you may have been facing, or what issues and challenges that you have in your life, that you have in your family, God is setting you up. Turn to your neighbor and say, He's setting you up. Come on, turn to your neighbor, He's setting you up. You know, and I believe he set you up for today. Amen. So if you're here, you're going to receive something super today. So are you, are you guys ready to receive something this morning? 
We, we come and we believe that we receive. Amen? Say this. Say, I believe that I receive in Jesus' name. You know, and the, and the Word's going to, he, he confirms His Word. He's going to confirm that again. So get off the rocky road. Get on the road that God has for you. It's going to take faith to do that. It's faith for us to be able to receive some things that God has for us. So let's just receive that by faith. Um, I could give you this whole list of Mark and Cynthia and what they're doing and what they're good. We're going to let them do that. Amen. But first of all, I want to share with you real quickly. Um, Mark shared a little bit about his testimony, and I don't want to get into that. I want to let them be able to do it. God's connect them. Years ago, we we heard about the girls that would sing, and years ago, many of you may remember the McGuire girls, and and we 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 remember the McGuire family. So I want you guys just to stand up, if you guys will, just kind of stand up, and let's give the Lord some praise for them. And I I want to I want to I want to thank you, Judy, and. And how we, we we just really honor you guys today. We are very very thankful for you guys today. And uh, they were they'd come and they'd sing at the other church, and that was a long time ago. Even with Pastor Tony and Tanya, it was a long time ago. But how do you know they grow up? Amen. They grow up. Some of us grow up. Some of us grow out. Amen. No. But I, I want to. What well, first of all I want to do? Let's give them a great big warm Woodward welcome. Let's give them as they come and be able to minister today in the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Well, we just are so grateful to be here this morning, and it is just a privilege. Like Pastor Eric said, my little sisters and I used to sing at the other church, the other building, the same church, the other building, and it's just a privilege to be back with you this morning. And, you know, as I was thinking about when we used to sing and minister, and and were any of you there when we used to sing? Anybody still? Okay, great. And, um, we used to sing and minister, and I remember when we would come to the special services at Living Word Fellowship, we would come to the youth events. We would come when there, when there was a special guest speaker in town, and we would just soak it up. I grew up out on the farm in Slapout, Oklahoma, uh, went to Laverne High School. You, you guys know, uh, went to Laverne High School, and in fact, uh, one of my high school buddies is here this morning, Belinda. She came to see us this morning, and Um, But the the Holy Spirit is in this church. The Holy Spirit's in this place. And I remember coming and listening to missionaries in your church. And that's where I got a heart for missions in the world. And I remember seeing the missionaries had their pictures up and they were missionaries to India. And I remember them saying that they were speaking and preaching in the nation of India and that they were seeing signs, wonders and miracles. And I said, God, I want to do that. I was a little teenager and I said, I want to do that. And, you know, what a privilege You know, when we get on that path that the Lord has for us, that he takes us to places that we've always wanted to go, but we never knew how to get there. But he takes us there by his spirit. So um, another part of my journey was meeting my precious husband. You know, I was that single girl in my church uh, that was waiting for the right man from God. And God gave me a promise when I was 17 and said, you know, your husband's going to find you. Wait for him. And it took a lot of faith, you know, to believe because, uh, you know, all my friends were getting married and and uh, having babies. And I was seemed like I was the last single girl around, you know. But I as I was praying, God was doing a work overseas in Ireland in my husband's life. And at the right time, you know, he connected us supernaturally and brought us together. And so for those of you who are waiting for God's best or God's given you a promise, don't give up. Don't lose hope because God is faithful to, to bring to pass those things that he's spoken to your life. Amen. And I'll let Mark share. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Well, 
you know, I grew up in uh, Dublin, Ireland, you know, um, and it's, uh, I had a totally different background. Um, I didn't have God in my life. I wasn't, I wasn't brought up in a, in a, in a Christian home, and uh, I was on that other path, you know, for, for a, a long time in my life. I was on that stony path, and, you know, and I got involved in alcohol. I got involved in uh, drugs, and it was a progression of 16 years that I went down a road that uh, led me to um, just encountering, you know, different, uh, different, a different world, and, and you know, depression and fear and suicide came with a lifestyle of alcohol and drug addiction, and um, it was, you know, as a kid growing up, I never envisaged that I would, you know, end up that way. It's not, a, it's not a desire of any person, but you know, that's the that's the road that you know, drugs and alcohol will take somebody. Um, you know, so I got to. 32 years of age, and, you know, my life was uh, a roller coaster ride of ups and downs, emotional highs, depressing lows, and it was during five days of, of, a, of a binge that I had enough. I totally had enough of life. I didn't understand who I was. I didn't understand about life. I didn't understand about Jesus. I didn't understand about the Holy Spirit, and I wanted to end my life, and, you know, I had no hope, basically. There was no hope in my life. And it was during that time when, when I, I, I tried to commit suicide, and you know, I was basically going to do it that day, and I cried out to the Lord, and I didn't even know God, and I just cried out to him, and I said, God, if you're real, you know, and I was, I was hyper, I was throwing things around, I was just disillusioned with life, and, and you know, in my desperation, and in my, you know, coming to the end of my life, and when I thought I was going to commit suicide, and when, you know, ending my life, the Holy Spirit filled me, and I became a new person. And one second, in one second, I really thought I was going to die. But in that second, I became alive. I became alive to Jesus. And my life was transformed. And something happened to me inside because I, you know, I didn't even know. I, I didn't know a Christian. I didn't know a Christian church. I grew up uh, in Ireland and, 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 you know, there's a different structure. There's, you know, there's, there's a religious element. And I found myself free for the first time in my life. I was free. Joy came into my life. The questions that I used to ask about there has to be more to life than just this than just this existence that has to be more to life. That was filled right there and right then. In one second, I tried to give up drinking. I tried to give up alcoholism. I tried to try to make myself right all those years. But when I gave it over to God, he transformed me. He changed me. And something changed inside. A joy came up from in me. A new joy, a new purpose, a new vision, a transformation happened. The kingdom became alive in me. The Holy Spirit transformed my life. I was waiting, waiting to, to, to show off what he can do on this earth. And, you know, I used to run out of the house. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd read the Bible, run out of the house, and I'd lay hands on the sick. And they'd recover. And I was more shocked than anybody. 
But I was reading this in the Bible, and I was childlike faith. I was doing it. And my life went on a progression of, of just loving Jesus, of, of, of loving, loving me. It was the first time in my life that I could love myself and understand who I was, understand that there was a plan and a purpose for my life, that my life was filled with hope. My future was filled with hope. And I started on a journey of just loving God. And, and I, eventually, after nine months, I got into a church. And that's when my life took off. Then I understood. I went to you know, Bible school. And, and it was a progression of, of 10 years before I met Cynthia. But Cynthia had been given a promise for her husband. And she was praying in all that time. At the time that she was praying, I was in the depths of despair. And it was her prayers that was changing my life. And God supernaturally brought us together at the right time, at a future time, so we could meet. So all the people, our friends, the spheres of influence around us could connect up. And it was, you know, in that time that we came together and we met, I fell madly in love with with her. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. I, I love her so much. But it's not e- it's not so hard to to see that, like you know. But we just fell in love, and and God supernaturally put us together and set us on a new path and set us on a new road into our ministry. So right now, Mike, I'd like just to for you to play that uh, that little uh, presentation, and we're going to show you, you know, how God has has launched us into a ministry and what we do in Ireland, how He sent us to different countries to minister to different people. And then we're going to come back up again and share. Okay, thank you.
think you can stop that there, Mike. Yeah, thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, I hope uh, that just gives you a flavor of what, you know, of some of the things that we, we do. Um, we're based in Ireland, and uh, we travel all around Ireland uh, preaching and, and, you know, bringing hope to churches, encouraging uh, churches. And then we were, were launched out into other places like Romania, you saw there. We went to Romania and had an amazing time um, in Romania. And we're just privileged and honored, you know, to, to, to serve serve the body in this uh, this way, you know. Um, you know, uh, you've you seen some of the greenery, some of the, the trees and the, the grass that looked really, uh, really green, and that's what I've seen here, you know. I've seen, it's like coming home, you know, like the way it's green, it's, it's raining, you know, there's green everywhere, there's clouds everywhere, just, just like Ireland, except for the rain is a lot more warmer here. It's, it's like, it's hot rain. We have cold rain, even in the summer. <laughs> but praise the Lord. Um, you know, we want to, just want to share with you this morning about uh, releasing the kingdom and, and, you know, who we are as, as supernatural people. That we are supernatural. The Holy Spirit in us, it cannot be contained. The Holy Spirit wants to get out from us. And just as I was sharing, you know, when I became... When I received Jesus for the first time and the Holy Spirit filled my life, it was like an unleashing of power from within. And it was the Holy Spirit wanted to do it more than, you know, more than I even understood or more than I, I even knew about. Because the Holy Spirit, he's like, he's like a river flowing from us. Not a lake that's stagnant inside us because a lake is just, you know, it's just there and it's, but a river flows and a river has life. A river breeds life. And you contain that river within you. You contain the Holy Spirit within you. So we're just going to talk about releasing the kingdom, releasing the Holy Spirit within. And if we look to 1 Corinthians 4.20, 1 Corinthians 4.20, is everybody understanding my accent? You know, we uh, we don't pronounce uh, in Ireland. We don't pronounce a H or a H. Uh, so everything is like if I say three, I'm actually saying the number three. <laughs> but you can also refer to it as a tree that's out there growing. <laughs> so First um, Corinthians 4:20: For the kingdom of God is demonstrated not in idle talk, but with power. And that's what we have within us. We have the capacity not only just to talk about what God is, is doing out there, but we have the presence of the Holy Spirit to activate us into releasing power into people's lives. That you become the catalyst for things to change, not only in your own lives, not only in your family's lives, but also in neighbors in work colleagues, that when you lay hands on the sick, that they will recover. People will be transformed because what, what we carry as Christians, what you carry as Christians, what you carry with the Holy Spirit inside you is the ability to change the atmosphere. It's the ability to change regions, countries, and the world. That's what we have. 
as Bible-believing Christian people who walk in the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to change people. By speaking over ourselves, by creating that, 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 that difference, encouraging ourselves in the Lord, understanding who we are in Christ, understanding our identity. I didn't have an identity previous to knowing the Lord. The enemy had his identity on me and told me. And he, he was encouraging me to kill myself. He was encouraging me that I was no good. He was speaking in my ear and bringing me down a, a, a wrong road. But when I got to know who I was in Christ, I found that identity. I understood why Jesus went to the cross. Why he said it was finished. It is finished. It is finished, he said. He didn't say, I am finished. He said, the work is finished. The work was finished so that we could walk and step into the preordained good works that he has for us to walk into. That by his death on the cross, the perfect sacrifice was made. The perfect sacrifice for sin was made. That he defeated death, hell, and the grave. That he could set up for us in, our, in, in, in the future for us to walk into a powerful existence, a powerful life. A powerful life to overcome. So that I could overcome alcoholism and, and drug addiction and suicide and stress and fear and anxiety. That I could overcome that because of what was done on the cross. And what Jesus released into the earth through the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And life changed. Everything changed that day when the Holy Spirit filled the earth. Came upon people, filled people. And we have that same Holy Spirit living inside us today. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you right now. Right now. That we have the capacity and the ability to change things in our lives. When we understand exactly what was done for us, we understand that right now on this earth that we can change people. When we lay hands on the sick and watch them recover, that's a really amazing thing to see. You know, we had an incident, uh, occasions in, in Romania when we would just walk the streets and say, Holy Spirit, just show us. Show us where to go. Show us what to do. Have your way. And, you know, you saw a picture of a little boy. Uh, with, he was in a sling and he had a, a broken arm. And we went over and we said, hey, can we pray with you? Can we just, just pray with you? And, and uh, I had an interpreter with me because, you know, they, they don't understand English. So the little boy said, well, you know, my, I've broken my arm, you know, and uh, my wrist is, is so badly pained, and I have a broken elbow, and I've got stitches up here, so it's very painful. And I said, would you allow us just pray with you, just lay hands on you and pray with you? And he said, okay. And as we prayed, he looked up, and he was like, what's going on? He said, like, I, I can move my hand and he moved his elbow and and he said there's no more pain in here anymore so i said well can you take your sling off and just straighten your arm and that picture you saw was him straightening his arm and he did this and he was he skipped off 
he skipped off with joy. He had no pain in his body anymore, and he skipped off, and he was like, wow. I met him again two days later, and his, his sling was off, and his bandages were off. And, and then I said, like, do you know what happened to you? And he said, uh, he said well, you know, through the interpreter, he said, you know, I, I just feel like the pain is gone. And I said, do you know that Jesus did that for you? And I said, do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? And he said, yes. And that little smile on his face is him after receiving Jesus and showing his arm. These are some of the uh, occasions that we are privileged to, to be involved in. And, you know, we just released the kingdom. We just went and said, Holy Spirit, just show us what to do. Help us to release what you have for people. You love people. You, you, you want to reach all people. Use us to reach those people. Use us to, to encourage people, just to, to share with people. You know, in, in Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is the kingdom of God? What is his righteousness? These are the questions that I, I, I say, Lord, what is it? What is it? What am I to seek? And all these things will be added to you. So when I say, okay, Lord, what, what do I seek for? Suddenly something comes into my mind. Well, maybe you need wisdom to ask. So I say, Lord, okay, I need wisdom. <laughs> I need wisdom. You know, seek you first the kingdom of God. And he gives you wisdom. You may need a job. Well, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. Everything will be added, added to you. You may need to know, do I step into ministry? Do I step into what ministry? Well, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Maybe my son has gone off and he's drinking and he's taking drugs. Well, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. He will bring them back. It may be a situation in, in, in your marriage. Well, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Restoration. Restoring. Jesus bringing everything back into place. In Jesus' name. You know, I love it where, where it says in, in Matthew 4.23 that Jesus went throughout all of Galilee preaching in the synagogues. And he was releasing the kingdom. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of diseases and sicknesses among the people. All kinds of sicknesses and diseases. You know, and I look at Matthew 9 and I, and I just... I just just filled with just an, a, a small snapshot of what Jesus' life was like. Everywhere he went, he was just releasing the kingdom. He was ministering to people. People were flocking around to see him. You know, we see in uh, Matthew 9:18 there was a a ruler, a synagogue ruler, and he comes after Jesus and he says, "Jesus, my daughter has died." 
if you lay your hands on her, she will be healed. And it says that Jesus got up with his disciples, immediately was drawn. Immediately, by compassion and love, he was drawn. And they set off on their way. They set off on their way to, to, to bring this dead girl alive. It was interesting that the ruler of the synagogue waited until she was dead before, you know, that she, got, she went after Jesus. But you see, Jesus' compassion, his love for people, even though things are dead in your life, he breathes life back into them. He breathes life back into hope. Maybe there was something that, that a dream or, or a passion that you've had 20, 30 years ago that was stolen from you. Maybe somebody just came and, and deterred you. with You became disappointment, disappointed and that just hope was deferred and you know, you lost sight of what you had, the excitement that you once had. And that dream sort of died and, you know, it left. But we're here to say that those dreams and those hopes will come alive again in Jesus' name. We're here to speak life into the dreams and the hopes and the passions and the, the, the visions that you've had. We're here to say that they've come alive today again in Jesus' name. But as this... As Jesus went uh, towards the, the, the girl, a woman with, with the issue of blood came, you know. And this is Jesus walking to, to that destination. You know, and while he's going there, you know, he's set out, he's going, he's on the way to, to another amazing miracle. This woman reaches out. And she, just, she says, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And again, Jesus is just the faith of the people. He's just, wow, this lady had faith. And he says, okay, at this hour right now, your condition is healed. And we see he moves on again and, and two men, two blind men come and they say, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on us. And they're following him. And it says, Jesus didn't stop right there and then. He was continuing to go, and he said he went into a house. And they followed him into a house, into the house. You know, they, that must have been, um, you know, for a blind man, that was, uh, that was, you had to walk, you had to navigate around, you had to, it doesn't say how far he went. It may have only been 10, 15, 20 feet, but for a blind person, that can be an ordeal. If you're, if you're walking down a, a narrow street, and you have to negotiate, you know, maybe people or, you know, what did they have back then? Horse and carts, was that around then? I don't know. But animals and, you know, children, and you had to get into doorways. And But they followed him in, and again, their faith activated. And Jesus, again, just said, your faith will make you whole. And they were healed. And this was the lifestyle. This was the lifestyle of Jesus, that wherever he went, Wherever he went, there was miracles, healings, there was joy released, there was hope because of the compassion and love that he had for people. He has that same compassion and love for us today. He wants each of us to understand who we are, that we are kings, that we are kings in the kingdom because we have a kingdom, we have a king. 
and that we are kings in the kingdom. When you see yourself as a son and a daughter of the living God, everything changes. I wasn't just saved to be somebody who just blended into society. That could have happened if I didn't understand my true identity. My true identity is a son of God. That when you walk into a place, you carry with you the Holy Spirit. It's the capacity to change people's lives. It's to change things. We're in the changing business, the transformation business, that we transform people's lives. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So then, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What is old has passed away. Look what is new has come. That's who we are. We're new creations. The old has passed away. We are new creations. All things are possible. All things are possible. We are new creations. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. That we are sons and daughters of the living God. We are sons and daughters of the living God. Wow. What a privilege it is to know that the king, that our God, the king of the universe who made all things, he made all things, chose to fellowship with us. He chose, you know, when the, when the, uh, when the temple tent was torn in two, when Jesus said it was finished, it was the first time that we could enter into a full relationship, a connection, a, a spirit connection with, with, with God through Jesus. And that's why when Pastor said we come boldly to the throne room, we can come boldly to the throne room now in time of mercy, grace. He gives it to us freely that we can come and fellowship with him and say, yes, Daddy, what is it I've got to do today? What have you got for me to do today? Show me the people that you want to set free today. That we have that privilege to come into that loving relationship. A loving relationship with our daddy. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to pass you over to my beautiful wife, Cynthia. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. That's my favorite preacher there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you know, we are called to release the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And that's just, it could be simply through a smile, through a hug, through a, a you know, through a love, uh, just, just loving people. Releasing the kingdom of heaven here on earth is loving people. You know, what a privilege to be sons and daughters of the most high God. In the natural, you know, I kind of look like my dad back there. I'm tall, you know, I kind of have his nose. I look a little like my mother too, but uh, I think I look like my dad as well. And, you know, as children of God, we want to rightly represent him here on the earth. We want to look like Jesus here on earth. We want people, when they see us, that they see heaven on earth through us. We want to be a fragrance, you know. Let me just read this scripture for you right here. It says, in 2 Corinthians 2, verses 14 through 16, 2 Corinthians 2, verses 14 through 16, it says, We are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. 
And so as we walk around here on this earth, sons and daughters of the Most High God, we're releasing a fragrance. We're releasing Jesus everywhere we go. And I, I just say, Lord, let me be a sweet smell. Let me be a sweet incense everywhere I go. You know, we want to be leading people to him and not turning people away. You know, when, we, when you walked in the room today, you brought the presence of the Lord. Holy Spirit is in us. You know, as Mark said, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. We carry the Holy Spirit with us everywhere we go. So when you walk into the room, if there's a heaviness, that has to lift because the Holy Spirit is in you and, and you are releasing him in that place. You're releasing joy. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So everywhere we go, that's what needs to be coming out of us. And that's what we need to be releasing. So just, just for just a few minutes, let's just stand up. Let's just release the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray in the Holy Spirit. Let's stir ourselves up. We're releasing heaven on earth right now. We're releasing the perfect will of God as we're praying in the spirit. You're building yourself up on your most holy faith right now. We praise you. We thank you. You are so welcome here, Holy Spirit. We love you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Have your way this morning. Have your way this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Now, how many of you, as you released your prayer language, praying in the Holy Spirit, you felt something change in you? <laughs> you felt a quickening. You felt an awakening. That's because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in each one of us. And he quickens our mortal bodies. You know, we are praying for revival and we're praying to see the nation change. But let me tell you, you carry the spirit of revival everywhere you go. You can be quickened and awakened every day when you pray in the Holy Spirit, when you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, when you spend time with the Holy Spirit. You walk around, you are a, a, an awakener. You are a quickener because that same spirit that raised Christ in the dead dwells in you. And when you walk into the room and you shake someone's hand, you're releasing the power of the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. And, and that's a sign, wonder, and a miracle. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. This isn't anything new to you, but this is just to remind you, you carry treasure in your earthen vessel. Don't forget who you carry. You know, it, it, the excellency of the power, it, it goes, it's all the glory goes to Jesus. You know, for the signs, the wonders, and the miracles that we've seen, all the glory goes to God. Because we know that power is not of us. It's of, of the Holy Spirit. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. You know, I just want to share another testimony. When we were in Romania, uh, there was a, a little girl that we prayed for. And we really wanted to, um, I really wanted to go to the orphanages because I love children. And I thought, oh, I want to go love on the orphans and, and take them toys and, and just love on them. But 
actually in the area that we were at, they didn't have the, the old style orphanages that we would think of when we think of the orphanages. And, and there still are some orphans in Romania, but they've kind of put them in foster homes, which is a better environment for them to grow up in. And, and they said that they, they like for the missionaries not to go and just bring um, toys and then leave because the children get connected and they that breaks their little heart when you go. So, so we didn't get to go to an orphanage like I had thought, but God brought a Romanian orphan to us. And she was a little bit older than what, we, what I was picturing, but we met a little 30-year-old orphan. <laughs> and she, she was in one of the services where we were speaking, and she came up for prayer afterwards, and she just had a broken heart. You know, she had no joy on her face. She'd, she'd grown up an orphan. She'd grown up uh, going from foster home to foster home. Um, she, she had been abused physically, sexually, mentally, you know. Uh, she just grew up without love. And so as we prayed for her, as I prayed for her, I just said, you know, we love you. You are so loved by God. She was only about this tall, <laughs> but I am very tall too. So it's Mark. But uh, she was little bitty, and we just said, you know, I said, you are so loved. Jesus loves you so much. God loves you so much. You're not forgotten. You're not forsaken. You are accepted. You're not rejected. And I just felt to call Mark over as well, because sometimes the Holy Spirit has us just hug people like a mother and a father. <laughs> you know, sometimes a hug is what sets people free. And so we just prayed over her and, and Mark just loved on her and said, listen, as a father figure right now, stepping into your life, I just want to say, forgive me for, uh, as, as a father figure, I just ask for forgiveness on behalf of all the fathers in your life and, and that you weren't loved, that you weren't accepted. And she just received. She just broke down. The Holy Spirit just did such a deep healing in her life. And she just was bawling and bawling. And, you know, her testimony, she said, I waited 32 years for that hug. She waited 30. She was 32. I waited 32 years for that hug. And see, don't underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit in you. It could be a smile at someone. It could be a hug. It could be a word of encouragement. But we're just here to stir you up to say Woodward, Oklahoma needs who you have inside of you. You know, the same spirit that we operate in, the Holy Spirit that we operate in in Ireland, in Romania, in America, you have him right here in Woodward, Oklahoma. And I believe he's calling all of us to step out and open our eyes, say, Lord, open our eyes and open our ears to see people. You know, I love when Mark was telling the story about Jesus, you know, and as he was walking along, you know, he saw people. He saw people right where they, they were at. He saw the woman, the woman of the issue of blood touched him. But you know what? He saw her and said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. You know, he would see people right where they were at and he would heal them. He would love them. And, and we, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be a, a son and a daughter of, of the most high God here on this earth representing Jesus. And I want to see people. I want to love people. I don't want people uh, to, to be treated wrongly. I want them to be treated rightly and, and, and feel the love of God. And so even now, I just pray, Lord, stir in us a, a compassion and a desire to see people as you see them, to love people as you love them. Help us, even here in Woodward, Oklahoma, Father, 
Help us see people. Help us reach out with a smile, a hug, with a word of encouragement. Help us step out, Holy Spirit, into those prepared good works that you've prepared for us to walk in. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. You know, as we go, every day as we go about our business, in Matthew 10, verses 7 through 8, it says, As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received and freely give. You know, we have received from the Lord so freely. Each one of us here, you know what? We are complete in him. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And there are people that need who you have. There are people that need what you have. And so as you go, preach. Tell people the good news. Tell people they are loved. Tell people they can be set free. Freely you've received. Freely give. Like Mark was talking about, the Holy Spirit is a river. Oh, he just wants to flow all the time. He just wants to flow through you. He wants to flow through me. And we just have to open up and say, have your way, Lord. Flow. Flow through me. Flow through me today, Lord. Flow through me today because there's somebody that needs who you have, not what you have, but who. It is the person of the Holy Spirit in you that wants to set people free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I mentioned this earlier, but 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So just to remind you again, you carry Holy Spirit treasure. You carry treasure. You carry Holy Spirit. You carry the fire of God, the love of God that wants to transform people's lives. And, you know, Jesus said this, but it, this is for us as well. Luke four eighteen, the spirit of the Lord is on us. Tell somebody next to you, the spirit of the Lord is on you. Because he has anointed you. Tell somebody he's anointed you. Yeah. That's not, that's not our decision. That's God. He says the spirit of the Lord is on us, on each one of us. It's, it's the body of Christ. We're all sons and daughters of the most high God. And each one of us are anointed. And he wants us to rise up in who we are and start walking it out here on this earth. We are kingdom ambassadors here on this earth. We are kingdom of heaven representatives here on earth. And we want to rightly represent our father God and show him, show how much he loves people. Show how much he wants to touch people and heal people, set people free and bring deliverance. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You might think I can't do it, but yes, you can. <laughs> and, and it doesn't have to be some big sermon. It can just be a word of encouragement. You know, one time I was in Target and, and I just felt prompted from the Holy Spirit. Tell that the woman at the checkout, tell her, tell her you like her necklace. And I said, oh, you, you know, I really do like your necklace. It was a big blingy cross. <laughs> and I kind of like some blingy necklaces. And it was a big blingy cross. And I said, I really like your necklace. And she said, thank you so much. And she almost started crying. She said, my husband gave this to me. He died one year ago today. And she said, I'm just thinking about him right now. And I said, well, you know what? Jesus loves you so much. He just wanted me to come here and just love on you. I said, can I give you a hug? She said, yes, thank you so much. I just gave her a hug, just released the love of God. She just was crying, but she just was receiving the love of God. She knew that Jesus was thinking of her that day. And it was all because I just listened to the Holy Spirit to say, I like your necklace. <laughs> and look what God had for her 
And it's about what God has for each of us. He has set up good works for us to walk in. And it's easy and it's an adventure and it is so fun to see what God's going to do through each one of us. He sent us to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent us to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And you know, we are anointed, we are appointed, we are his children, we are his sons, we are his daughters, we are his ambassadors. And you know, look at the world today, just like Queen Esther, each one of us need to rise up for such a time as this. The world needs what we have. Don't hold Holy Spirit, don't hold the Lord to yourself. Share him freely, freely we have received, freely give. It's time to freely give what God has given you, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to call Mark back up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Could we get someone maybe up just to play keyboards, or is there someone someone around that wants to play? Well, just first of all, I just want to just want to pray, Lord. We just thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this time this morning, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that that, that the kingdom is being released. We just thank you, Lord, that Woodward will be known as a place where the Holy Spirit runs freely, that supernaturally people will be healed, set free, that cancer flees in this place. Cancer is only a name, and it must bow to the name of Jesus and leave this region in Jesus' name. We just thank you for sickness and disease to flee from this area. We just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for addictions to be torn down, to flee this region. We thank you, Lord, for marriages to be restored. We thank you, Lord, for the supernatural that will be part of the natural part of each person's life in this town. We just thank you, Lord, that Woodward will be known as a place, Lord, for supernatural acts. That Oklahoma will be known as a place where the Holy Spirit dwells, where supernatural things happen. That America, Lord, will be known as a place where the supernatural acts of the Lord will be known on a daily basis. Not just once every so often, just as Jesus walked and supernatural things happened. We just thank you, Lord. We declare and decree it right now in Jesus' name. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus.